Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. That will be. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Okay, I think we're back. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We had to uh, move the show from downtown today to the South Point, which is uh, why we were off for like the last 30 minutes or so. Nothing you can do. Guy knocks on the glass at Circa and says, uh, power's going to be out very soon. Don't know how long it's going to be. So like, okay, so what do we do then? How's that for a heads up? <laughs> you got four minutes. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, something. great job by the crew by getting over here as fast as possible and getting us back on the air. At least I think we are right now. And uh, the plan as of this second is to move forward and have Michael Lombardi on the show coming up in, let's say, seven minutes. We'll get his thoughts from uh, what took place yesterday and if he likes anything early in the Super Bowl. So it opened up Rams three and a half, four in that in that neighborhood uh, very low 50s. Now, basically, in most spots, Pauly, Rams are four and 49 and a half for the Super Bowl. I'm going to bet the Rams money line before, right before kickoff. What do you think? I think it's not a bad idea. Yes. Yep. And this is everything coming up, Stafford, but it is hard to go against uh, Joey, isn't it? It is. Guy wins every big game. Guy's a rock star. Yes, he is. The outfit before the game, coming all the way back down 18 to beat Mahomes. Making all the big throws in spite of Taylor not helping him out, running the ball every time oh, on first down. Right. Oh my God! But this guy, this guy's cup? incredible. I mean, it just the, the, yeah. one of the worst organizations in sports. They were so bad, and then they they get Burrow, and now everything's changed just like that. It's yep. incredible. And who knows? I mean, they, they could have made some noise last year before he got hurt. You never know. But uh, he also went to bat and said, "Draft Chase." Trust me, yeah. take Chase. Everyone said offensive line, offensive line. He goes, I want Chase. And then, well, I mean, everything this guy touches turns to gold. Well, you know, moving forward beyond this year, they're going to absolutely have to address the offensive line. Well, yeah. Because the, the Chiefs were getting, they only had one sack yesterday. It came from Ingram, and that, that actually cashed a plus 250. But Joey can scoot. He can. I mean, some of those runs that he took off on uh-huh. yesterday, and, uh, you know, to pick up the first down, the moxie on this kid. Off the charts. And again, down 21 to 3. The in play numbers were just astronomical. And why would they not be? I mean, the Mahomes touchdown prop yesterday was two and a half over plus money. He had that in the first three drives of the game. <laughs> and then it completely flipped. I mean, he, the, the guy was, that was vintage Mahomes in the first half. And then it turned into like 2021 bits and pieces of Mahomes that we saw struggle. He was 8 right. at 15. But they had like 58 yards in the second half with a couple Crazy. of INTs and four sacks. Oh, Apple drops a pick six. 
Yeah. What a walk-off pick six right there. That's right. That's another one. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing on the on the first interception. I mean, it just I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe they go punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal, interception. After what we saw against Buffalo and what we watched in the first half, incredible, incredible drama. I just, I mean, you had a chance. I'm not going to say that you know they would have put them away right before halftime, but it's. I mean, that game's 21-3. Then the Bengals have that long touchdown pass to Pirine where he takes it with all the yak mm-hmm. and he scores. But then they come right back down, and how they uh. botched the end of the first half, that should have been 24-10 with the ball after halftime. Right. That's another reason why you got to kick the field goal. You're getting the ball. Correct. That's another good one. It was yep. automatic, Paul, to put the points yep. on the board. Yep. You never even had to think about it with five yep. seconds left and, and no timeouts. You can't take that chance. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Michael Lombardi has joined us every single Monday at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. 
due to the uh, power outage downtown this morning, uh, he is cool enough to uh, switch around his schedule a little bit and join us right now for the next two segments. And, of course, you can get the Lombardi line weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Michael, good morning. Uh, we were talking about this a lot today so far in the show. I mean, what was Andy Reid possibly thinking before halftime? Yeah, I, I, you know, that's always the question mark when it comes to Andy Reid's game management. I mean, I live here in the Philadelphia area, and they've seen this before. Mm. You know, that this is one of the hardest things to really get through uh, when you when you watch Andy Reid's career is how great of a coach he is in some aspects and then how poor of a game manager he is and how he just cavalierly gives away points or doesn't, you know, really handle the, the situations to the best of his ability. But, you know, I think the second half, with only being able to get six first downs in the entire second half, four on the last drive of the game, to me, was as bad as the end of the first half. I, I couldn't believe it. The great adjustments by Cincinnati and what they did defensively, and then about how, how reckless Mahomes played, and then almost giving the game away in the in the tying field goal there as he fumbles. Yeah, I mean, he was he was as bad as Mahomes. But look, Mahomes gets the benefit all the time of – when he plays bad, nobody says anything. And yeah. there's been stretches during the season where he played poorly, you know, and everybody, you know, justify it. His receivers dropped too many passes, you know. But he, but to me, he, I don't know if he got hit earlier in the game, but he did not look like himself. You know, they start this game off exactly the way they started the first Cincinnati game off, three touchdowns on the first three drives. Yeah. And then they went. And then they went into this unbelievable. And then even the fourth drive, they drive it all the way down to the one yard line. I mean, all they got to do is kick the field goal. But then in the second half, when you think they can control the middle eight, you know, they kick the field goal there. It's twenty four ten at the half. They come back out to start the second half, and if they score there, it's thirty one to ten. This game's over. This game's over. But they mm-hmm. they leave. They let them linger, and we've talked about it. And I was a fool enough to think that they would cover the line. But look, give Cincinnati credit. I mean, they held them. And they were able to win the game with their defense. And this is the second time in a row that they played the Bengals where the Chiefs scored three points in the second half. Yep. No, yes. I, I think what yes. you said is, exact, is exactly spot on. The combination there of how Reed handled the play calling right before halftime, not kicking the field goal, and then coming out. They were also ultra-conservative. But then, you know, I mean, as bad as Mahomes looked late in that game, you have to give a lot of credit to the adjustments the Bengals uh, coaching staff made defensively in that second half. No doubt. I mean, and I've got to watch it on tape today to see exactly what they did. But I think, you know, they were able to put some pressure on him. And he was just being, you know, it, he was careless with the football. Let's make no mistake about it. And I mean, and, and I can't, I've often wondered, where is the intermediate passing game for the Chiefs? It's either a home run or a short check down. You know, and I, and I was waiting for that. And I think that the Bengals had a really good, good handle on it. And they played well. And you've got to give them credit. I mean, it's remarkable to me that they're going to the Super Bowl. It really is. You know, if you'd have asked me a month ago that Cincinnati have the ability to go, but I, you know, look, Joe Burrow took Ed Orgeron to the to the to a championship. Mm-hmm. He's taken another organization to a Super Bowl. I think they win more than six and a half games. Uh, that's the win total was six and a half, and you go worse to first, and then here they are going all the way to the Super Bowl and and the the NFC game. I mean, I, I saw your tweets. Let's just start here. Who's on cup? Where's the double team? You know where the ball's going. Third and 13, third and 10. Come on, San Francisco. Well, this has been San Francisco's problem all year when you go back and look at it. If you just get past how bad Garoppolo plays and you focus on some other aspect of their team, now they allowed this, this Ram team to have 18 third downs in the game, 61%. We knew the ball was going to cup. 
you know, they only had the ball. The 49ers only had the ball 24 minutes in this game. They were bad on third down. They only had 50 plays. And I think the reality of this game was is that they were able to convert these third downs. And, and you know, the one time he called a screen pass, and, and you could see McVay saying, that's on me. He called a bad play. I mean, yeah. if he calls a better play, they, they would have. I, I was surprised that the, the Rams' offensive line was as good as they were. And it added into it, too, that Jeffers and the crew decided to just completely ignore holding calls within the game. I mean, yeah. there was no holding calls. I mean, this is a, a crew that called. The Rams had two penalties the entire day for 10 yards. I mean, that's kind of a little bit hard to understand, especially when, you know, they're tackling the defensive lineman. But give it credit. I mean, the Tennessee game that they lost on the road, the Tennessee Titans were 10 for 16 on third down. In this game, the Rams are 11 for 18. At the end of the day, the 49ers' third-down defense really was problematic, and their inability to score in second halves. I mean, when, when you really break it down over this yeah. time period and you see what Kyle Shanahan has done, I mean, in 2001, he's outscored by 13 points by the Rams. In 19, he's outscored by 21 points in the Super Bowl by the Chiefs. And in 16, he got outscored 19 points by the Falcons in that Super Bowl. So, that that's problematic, and when you don't score in the second half, and you only get two first downs in the fourth quarter, you're going to lose games. Yep, that's on him, and that's going to you know another stain on his resume here because it's just it's over and over and over again. I'll, I'll go back to what you said about uh, Sheffers, the head official yesterday. There was a talking point on social media about the delay of game penalties that were not being oh. called. And there's always like this, okay, well, is the TV yeah. clock actually lined up with what's in the stadium? So I'm always a little confused on that. But then when they actually showed it, Michael, last night from behind Stafford, where the clock inside the stadium is actually on zero, they've not snapped it. So it was happening over and over and over again, but they just ignored it. I mean, they just basically decided to remove themselves from the game so that there would be no controversy thrown on them. I mean, and, and I don't understand it. You know, and, and, and look, I, I would have Holding goes both ways, but there was actually one play. I saw an offensive lineman tackle Armstead, and he never got called. I mean, look, they missed the call on, on Warner when he hit Stafford. How many times right. do they yeah. ever miss that call? They never miss that call. They always are watching the quarterback on an interception. So, you know, they, the league decided to basically let's remove ourselves from controversy. We just won't call anything unless it absolutely have to. And even these, these delay of the games, I mean, the play clock was going down. I mean, the last two drives the 49ers had in the game, the last six plays of this game might have been the worst six plays in their entire season. Yeah. Yep. You, you're so spot on. Everything you said about San Francisco's defense, the issues in the fourth quarter, what happened on third down, the recall going back to the Thursday night game when they couldn't stop Tannehill on the third and 15 and the third and 18 over and over and over again. The other thing, too, about the officials, how about the, how about the first game in the AFC? Maybe that played into why the Bengals won the game, but they realized that they weren't calling anything with them. They were mugging people, and they weren't calling it. Yeah. And you saw what Kansas City they, did on Higgins, yeah. and then on Chase on their on that second drive. That also pay. We can we can be physical here, and they're not going to call it. Yeah, they were going to remove themselves from the game. There's no doubt. And and look, if that's how they're going to call it. That's fine. And that's what makes you wonder about why Cup can get 14 targets in the game and have 11 catches for a buck 43 and two touchdowns. Like, if you're in the red zone, aren't you saying to yourself, Cup's going to get the ball here? Yep. Like, aren't you saying, let's take Cup away? Like, if you take Cup mm-hmm. away and make Stafford hold the ball, the rush might get there. But when it becomes an easy right. throw against cover two in the back corner of the end zone, you know, Stafford just let that thing go. You know, and if it becomes it becomes a Y option or, or H option in this case with Cup, I mean, why aren't we bracketing him? Why aren't we taking him out of the game on key third downs? 
for me, I don't, the life of me, you know, I, I'm from the school of let's jam the receivers, let's disrupt their route running as they come off the line. Today, that seems to be obsolete. I'm just too old school. Of course, I, I never thought a team with a bad offensive line like the Chiefs could continue to win games, and, and they have. They, they, in spite of that bad line, they've been able to win games three in a row. Well, as as you've been saying here recently, like uh, you know, you worked for for Bill Belichick for a long time, or with Bill Belichick, and he would always come out with the game plan and say, "Look, what what's going to kill us here today? What can we not allow to happen?" And you'd always know like what the team's going to you know try to shut down. They've always been so good at shutting down the team's the opposing team's best weapon, and that's why when you looked at some of this footage from last night, they're showing it overhead, like the the soft coverage on Cup was just it's completely unacceptable. You just don't. I mean, at some point, you, you on Tuesday before you play. I mean, you've played this team enough to say, okay, we got to take Cup out of the game. If we got to double him, vice him, whatever we got to do, you know. And I think the other gnawing factor too is with the 49ers, and I don't understand where this went. But they used to be a big bootleg naked team. They stopped doing that. Yeah. And and this game really, you know, Garoppolo didn't play well, especially in the last in last quarter. But I think adding to that fuel was the fact that they couldn't run the ball. I mean, the, the, yep. the 49ers had 20 carries for 50 yards in the game, and their longest run was nine yards. They could not run the ball at all, and they basically, and that eliminated it. And because they couldn't run and because they couldn't convert third downs, they became really a, a one-dimensional offense that didn't have that dimension. I mean, the fact that Cup gets the ball 11 times and they can't get the ball to George Kittle more than two times oh, to me oh. seems somewhat strange. Brutal. That yeah. and also yeah. Debo had one touch in the entire fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Hang tight. We're going to talk to you again for one more segment here. It's Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, our guest. We have to get your thoughts on what's next for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, if this is definitely it, I mean, ESPN is all in on Tom Brady and his retirement. Uh, then he came back and said, oh, hold your horses here. At least he's telling people, like, I haven't made up my mind yet. And uh, early thoughts on what you think of Rams-Bengals in the Super Bowl with the point spread or the total as we roll on here on a Monday live at the South Point in Las Vegas. All right, welcome back. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, if you missed the little 45-minute break, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download a listen on your schedule, VEASAN.com slash podcast. They're free and available now, VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We continue now with Michael Lombardi. Okay, so what's next then for Jimmy Garoppolo? What's next for the 49ers? Like, is Garoppolo going to be gone and they're going to move forward with uh, Trey Lance as a starter next year? Well, I mean, you would think that's certainly the, 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 the plan, considering they gave up so much and he's the third pick overall in the draft. How they feel about Trey Lance, honestly, not how Twitter feels about Trey Lance, mm-hmm. is going to be the critical component. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Jimmy under a cheap contract, but certainly he's an asset. What could they get for that asset? What would somebody be willing to pay mm-hmm. to acquire Garoppolo's services? I think that's a fair question to ask. That's also going to go a long way. And then what does Kyle think of? What's the future going to be for the 49ers? You know, I mean, he saw McVay change out golf for Stafford. One of the reasons that I think McVay's going to the Super Bowl this season, but more than anything, I think he's got to decide how he's going to approach Lance and what is he going to do with Lance and what the offense is going to be like. And I don't know the answer to that. None of us do. We've not watched practice. All we've heard is, you know, Lance is doing great in practice, but we never see him. I mean, they never even use him on third downs, or there's no role for him in the game, which tells me that they're not really they're not really 
excited. I mean, the game that he played athletically, I was disappointed in some of those third and twos and some of those. It wasn't explosive. It was more Dante Culpepper-ish than it was Josh mm-hmm. Allen-ish, if you will. Well, you saw what happened the last three years with Green Bay. You saw what's happened now the last four years with Kansas City. Just to put it in perspective, how Brady and Belichick have like ruined it for every fan base. About hey, it's not that hard. Look at Brady. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, what can you say about this this career that Brady had? And if he decides to call it quits, and even look how he went out. Look how he went out, uh, Michael. I mean, the guy led the league in yards yeah. and touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and he got better. I mean, yes. you know, when I went there in 14, I didn't think he was going to be. I thought it was we were nearing the, really the close end. And, and let's face it, you know, he's proven that that's not to be true. And he got better. His quickness, I thought this year was outstanding. He was able to elude rushers. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's remarkable that their ability to focus and concentrate and, and basically pe- put the pass behind them and every year's a new year to dominate like they did. You know, there's no way Brady, if he's up 21 to 3, uh, you know, against a, te- a lesser team, I think they're going to close that game out. And you know, Belichick's not going to make the mistake of not kicking the ball with one set with time on the clock. Uh, and so, you got to give them credit. It's not as easy as people think it is. I mean, you know, let's face it: with Rodgers and Favre, the Packers have only experienced two Super Bowls. The greatest, the, great, the winningest coach in NFL history, Don Shula, never won a Super Bowl with Dan Marino. I mean, we just mm-hmm. saw without Brady, Belichick would be nothing. Well, without Belichick, Brady might might have not been. I'm in the book I'm working on, you know, what would have happened with Brady had he gone to the Chicago Bears or somewhere else? Would he have been a good player? I don't doubt that at all. Would he have won seven Super Bowls? I think that might have been a challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then from what you know, what you're hearing, like is this I mean, because ESPN's all in on this. I mean it, it, it never stopped. Even yeah. after those reports came out from I think like the Tampa area that said, look, Tom's reaching out, Tom Senior's reaching out, like he hasn't he's not even close to making up his mind. Yeah, I think this. He signed it originally signed a two-year contract with the Bucks. They they then changed that contract more for cap issues than for because Tom wanted more money or wanted to play. So you know, I think any decision that Tom makes before his bonus, his roster bonus is paid or whatever this payment of signing bonuses is, is is premature. But I do think the way that 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 Schefter's not going to report this unless he got this from somebody very close. I mean, this just isn't speculative, and they're hanging on to it which leads me to believe that there is some truth to it. And I get the sense in watching him and watching his family in the booth in the last game, I kind of thought it was the end. And I think the next chapter, whatever that chapter is going to be, because for Brady, this isn't about just playing the season. He's not Ben Roethlisberger. He's he's going to dedicate himself 12 hours a day starting in in the, the, the February, the middle of February, and go all the way through till next till next January on his career, and that's a commitment. That's a huge commitment, and you're losing more family time, and I think at this point in his life, that might be risky. That's an excellent point you made. Why is Giselle in the suite for a divisional round game? I only see her Super Bowl time. That's a great point. Yeah, I just got the – and the sense that I saw there, to me, makes it think that, that they're just – you know, I think he made a deal. Like, we all make deals with, with our loved ones that, hey, two more years and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's why the contract okay. was two years with the Bucks. Okay. Uh, how, how about the how about McDaniel's taking the Raider job? Look, I, I think you know there's always apprehension because of the experience in Denver, but I think Josh is one of the brightest football minds I've ever been around in my career, and he's prepared on every single level. This will be a completely different operation in Las Vegas with Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniel's than it was recruiting. Those two men know how to build the team from the ground floor up. They're not just going to run football plays. 
So I think this is a great hire for Mark Davis. He'll leave him alone. It gives Josh McDaniels an opportunity to build his culture, to develop his culture from within. He's got a quarterback that has some certainly some flaws, but also has some real strengths that he's got to make and to become a better player. So it's a tough job, certainly playing against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, but it's one that if you're going to win, you've got to get there. And so I think it's a great move yep. by Mark Davis and the Raider family. I've always tried to hire Josh McDaniels when I was in the league as a head coach when I was in Cleveland. I have great respect for him, and I think he's learned from the mistakes of the past. He was 33 years old. He's a different coach today than he was then. I think he's going to be do a great job. What did you think of some of the other hires? And what could McCown get this Texans job? What's going to happen? You know, from the way they're interviewing people with very little experience, you know, we know Nick Cesario's on the headset during the game. I mean, it's like he wants to be the head coach. <laughs> and so I don't know why he just doesn't make himself the head coach. Uh, you know, if you're going to hire somebody with this least amount of experience and put him in front of a group of men, it's, it's a hard thing. It's a very challenging job, and it's kind of insulting to the people who have given up their careers right. and worked for this. You know, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, hard to understand. I, I think we're going to learn a lot more. I do think this, though. I think there's a reason why Jim Harbaugh interviewed for the Minnesota job. I think Jim Harbaugh's in play in Miami, and I think he's in play in Miami for this reason. The owner of Miami, Stephen Ross, said he would never hire Harbaugh away from his beloved Michigan. Mm -hmm. But now that Harbaugh's interviewed at another place, now it's not hiring him away from Michigan. It's hiring him because he wants to come back in the NFL. Two different versions of the same story. I think that's the guy in play in Miami. Because let's face it, I mean, if your two candidates are Kellen Moore and Mike McDaniel, you really think that you can't find two better coaches than that that were more ready to be a head coach? I mean, that seems like you really cheated yourself out because Flores was a really good coach. Now, I mean, Mike McDaniel might be a bright mind, but Mike McDaniel, when he walks in a room, you're not going to get wowed by his presence or Kellen Moore. It's a leadership job. It isn't just a play-calling job. Put it this way. um, From what I was reading last night, along with what you just said, if I could bet that right now in Las Vegas, Michael, I would bet next head coach of the Dolphins to be Jim Harbaugh. Oh. Um, So the, the number right now... In the Super Bowl, Rams-Bengals is four pretty much everywhere, and the total is 49.5. There might be a 50 or two out there. Any early lean or thoughts on uh, those numbers? I could see this number going up. I mean, look, the Rams, the Rams. how are the Rams just a four-point favorite when the Chiefs were a seven-point favorite? And they're playing not. Now, I understand it. Look, it's it's not going to be a home crowd for either team because the Bengals, and you know, I mean, that's it's just not going to be. It's going to be in SoFi. But I, I have a hard time understanding how the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite and the Rams are only four. You know, And if the Rams were playing the Chiefs, I think that line was going to be one and a half. You know, I see this yeah. line going up to four and a half, five rather quickly. I think it might sit there. You know, I've been counting the Rams. I've bet against the Bengals mistakenly since the playoffs started. I thought that they would beat the Raiders. I thought they'd cover that one. But since then, I thought they weren't going to be in any of these games. I thought this last game was going to be a laugher. And by the end of the first half, I was actually thinking I was going to be right until Andy Reid decided to, to do something that, that rarely we'll see in most sports, which is a dumb mistake. All right, Michael. Thanks so much Thank for the you. time today. We really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yep. You're the best. And uh, his show is coming up today at yeah. uh, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Yep. Get off the field, San Francisco. Get oh. off the field. It was like the Thursday night game all over again. Third and 13, third and 10. Third, I mean, it's just, you know... You know where the ball's going. I don't think so I can frustrated. Get my, 
So I'm sitting on several 49ers future tickets, including one at 100 to one. I don't think I can. I don't have it in me to go back and watch the game this week. No. I don't think I can do it. Meltdown. I know you couldn't run it either, but you, you, you just abandoned the run too. Well, Considering about, that's, that's your quarterback, you're going to abandon the I run. Know, I know. Where's the creativity? Where, right. Get the ball to Debo. What happened there? What happened on yeah. second and one and third and one before the punt? <laughs> What was that? I know. Running with the fullback. I'll tell you, you watched those games yesterday? Boy, did the Bills and Packers blow it. Oh, did they blow it. I can't even. Come on. So bad. So bad. And the teams that are still alive and the teams that we watch this weekend, like I like Kyle Shanahan. Horrible. McVay again. No timeouts in the fourth quarter. Horrible. No challenges. No timeouts. What are you challenging? The play calling. Michael's right. The dump off on third down. What was that? It just... Everything, everything's yards. coming up Stafford. Everything's coming up Rams. I mean, yeah. look, look at every – I'd rather be lucky than good here. Tart. I mean, right? Come on. That's it. It's I mean, a gift. He, he was going to give him the game again. Yep. He was, was. Yep. That was going to be the story yet again for Matthew Stafford. Yep. No, totally bailed out. Recapping the line moves, upsets, bad beats from the weekend. A 35-1 to 1 cash in that game on a very popular player yesterday. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. (laughs) Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Rough night. Can't call it a bad beat. Definitely lose something. Good night. How does it make you feel? Oh, I absolutely hate them. I absolutely hate them. Follow the money looks back so we can learn for today. Everything's an adventure. In win some, lose some. Let the education commence. All right, here we go. What a weekend it was. Rams to win between one and six points plus 440 at Bet Rivers. The alt under 37 and a half cashed plus 260. Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, five to one. First touchdown, six to one. You mentioned this, your tease at Boyd. First and last touchdown of the game, Cup was 35 to one. Yeah, offered that. 
Nice job, San Francisco. Yeah, right. Way to go. Yeah. Cup, first Rams touchdown. Debo, first 49er touchdown was 12-1. to And that cast oh, okay. at, at Boyd as well. So, how, yeah. how good is that guy? That yeah, play he's a again. Beast. Yeah. He's my... Anyway, he's a freak. Well, you might want to get him the ball. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fourth quarter, maybe you might want to go to Samuel no, once in a while. Nothing on the line here. Just a trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, what? Uh, Rams 49ers scoreless quarter plus 340. You can thank Stafford for that one. The interception inside the five on third down. Halftime, full time. 49ers win the first half. Rams win the game. That was 7-1. to one. Okay. Bengals to win between one and six points. 5-1 to one at Bet Rivers. Halftime. Full time, Chiefs first half and then draw, tie, thirty-one to one. How about that? Wow, there's a big boy. Here's another one too that our buddy Tony put us on. So the in-play stuff, San Francisco had the ball. It's tied at seven. This is late second quarter. I'm talking about. Now, okay, right. In play, they were getting the ball at halftime. The 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 score at the end of the third quarter. What was the spread? San Francisco with the ball and getting at halftime was plus awesome. half a point, like minus 120, minus 130. Yes. They went down, kicked the field goal, got the ball at half, didn't do anything, but they eventually scored a touchdown. Yes. Like, that's the beauty of some Very of the stuff that you can find in play. Very good third quarter team, bad fourth quarter defense, yeah. uh, and he's great with that. Our friend Tony on Twitter does a great job and also pointing out that's another first quarter under for the Bengals that's on right. the road. We get that again. We'll count it. It's on the, on the road, Super Bowl. We'll count it. Uh, overtime in the Chiefs game, 14-1 to at Bet Rivers. Two-point conversion caches. Yes, plus 230. P. Ryan, anytime touchdown, 10-1. to 1. Hill, first touchdown of the game, 6-1. to 1. Hardman, anytime touchdown, plus 450. Both teams score in the first quarter, plus 140. Bengals score every quarter. Yes, plus 255. William Hill had this. Longest touchdown of the, of the day, 41 to 50 yards. That was 3-1. to one. That was Debo. Most passing yards, Stafford plus 250. Most receiving yards, Cup plus 225. Most rushing yards, Mixon 3-1. to one. Every team with a passing touchdown, yes, at DraftKings minus 120. Every team to kick a field goal, yes, minus 105. Uh, every team with a touchdown and a field goal, plus 125. Most points, Bengals plus 450. There you go. Wow, okay. And the Farmers Insurance Open. Luke List, 80-1. to one. He was 200 to 1 going into the final round, and someone put $200 on it at Caesars. And he walked away with about 50 grand. Let me ask you this How often does this happen? Oh. So, uh, hat tip to Jeff Sherman at the Westgate. He told me that he liked List this week. I had some pizza money on List at 90 to 1. Oh. I also had Zalatoris. Zal- I had Zalatoris, yeah. yeah. Jeff Seeley gave him out. So, I had both so guys had going into the good playoff. Feeling. I- that's never happened to me I ever in my life. I wasn't paying attention. He sent the text early. I saw McNeely and some other guys. Right, I didn't right. even see List in there. That's incredible. Zalatoris can't get at least go two under? What happened? Well, plus some of the putts that he missed late. And the, yes. Oh, just a killer. Lose some. Bengals Chiefs over 50 and a half up to 54 and a half. Still could have got there with shenanigans and overtime. That's another, that's another loser I had this weekend. Yep. Bad, How does that stay under? I don't know. Bad beats. All four quarterbacks to throw for 250 yards. It paid 5-1. to one. Jimmy's on 235 early in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Jimmy. What? Burrow got 250 on the nose, but that's... Come on. And Garoppolo over. I mean, some places you open high 230s, 236, 238. Bet down to 228. He's on 235 on the final drive. Then he throws a dump off. It's a three-yard loss. He finishes yep. with... with uh, 
two, two, uh, 232. With the weapons that they have. And yeah. again, in the first, like, they're all getting open. So the creativity there with McDaniel and Shanahan was there. You have Kittle. Ayuk. Ayuk was this close to having a monstrous game yesterday. That would have been a touchdown. I don't know why. Touch, he, I can't six. believe he ran out of bounds. And it happened Stepped again out, to him yeah. later on when he was tripped up. But you have Samuel. You have so many great players on this team offensively. And all of a sudden, you'd think that it's right. Garoppolo's got to throw the football now in the fourth quarter. They can't get one yard. Yep. Bad beat point scored in every quarter of both games. Stafford throws the interception inside the five on third down in the end zone. How about, how about a bad beat if you had Uzama and Higby props? Uzama goes out early after a catch, wow. and that was he's. You saw the the uh, boot, the crutches, whatever, and that was it. That was tough, right? They, I, I win some. This was all over social media. A guy at FanDuel had a twenty dollar credit. He did a twenty dollar two team parlay, exact score both games, twenty nine thousand to one. He hit it. Paid five hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars, exact score both games. Parlayed, got it on a twenty dollar credit. Yep. Do you know how difficult that is to do? <laughs> to name the exact score of a football game? I used to do that years ago, like on Twitter. I would ask people on Championship Sunday or the Super Bowl, name the exact score today, and, you know, whatever, and we'll do something for you, right? It's n- No person Please. has ever done it before when I did, used to do that. I called the final score in the Rams game when it was, like, early second quarter when I was watching with the guys. Yesterday? Because it was, uh, it was the total got down to 35 and a half in play. I go, guys. You got to bet it could be 2017 final. You you win your ticket. You got to bet over in play. 20 to 17. It's gonna it's gonna come yeah. 2017. Were you betting the Rams in play all to win the game? Yes, I was. Yeah, so was. But I. that was uh, I I can't believe what transpired there. There we go. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250 match. Learn more at betrivers.com. You are right to do that before the game on both of them and have that. It's like. <laughs> Five hundred seventy-nine thousand. Honestly, that should pay six hundred thousand. Yep. Good for that person. Now let me ask you this. I got some more loose sums. So, uh, okay. Half a million at Caesars on Forty Nine er money line. Hundred ten thousand on the Chiefs lane seven and a half at MGM. Uh, Hundred ten thousand win some. Uh, Bengals plus the points here. Two hundred twenty thousand here South Point plus three and a half. Hundred sixty-five thousand here Rams money line. Eighty-two thousand. Rams money line at the Westgate, and all these tickets. There's a guy who a better at MGM, who has fifty thousand on the Bengals at twenty to one. Someone at Caesars has thirteen thousand on the Bengals at forty-five to one, and at the Westgate, the Bengals were two hundred to one. There were seventeen bets on the Bengals, the biggest two hundred dollars. Only the Texans had higher odds. There was more support at numerous books on the Texans who had more bets to win the Super Bowl than Joey Burrow. And at some books, Cincinnati had the same number on the future board yes. as Jacksonville. <laughs> In fact, Jacksonville's win total was also six and a half. Yeah. So, so okay, let me ask you this then. If the MVP again, if they voted on that award today, from the start of the season, week one, all the way through last night, who would be the winner? Cup. Cooper Cup would have to be the winner. Yeah. Uh, we've never seen a season like this by first no. ever to go over 2,000 yards. He's the reason they're in the Super Bowl. And I'll, I'll go one more. So let's say that the Rams beat the Bengals in two weeks, and it's the same exact output, right? Matthew Stafford is 31 of 45 for 337, two touchdowns and one INT, and Cooper Cup goes 11 for 142 and two touchdowns. Who wins the MVP of the Super Bowl? Yeah, Cup. 
Cup. He's wide. I mean, he's wide open. I mean, look at look at the Tampa Bay game. He's wide open on the clincher to set up the game-winning yeah, field right. goal. He's also wide open. I don't know how, but I guess testament to him. But it's like Lombardi rant is spot on. Just like Tampa, just like San Francisco. Anybody but him beats you. How is he open? How does it happen? Over and over, over and over, over again. The whole you year. know where the ball is going. Yep. Double him. Do something. You can't, you can't allow that to happen. The third and 13 is so egregious on the first touchdown. It's third and 13 from the 16-yard line. And he's you cannot much, give that up. No, no. And they're playing soft coverage on the guy. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. As they pointed out, like, you can give up the, the tailback and the flat. That's fine. In fact, if that guy's going to, you know, elude a tackle and get in the end zone, have that happen. Have that player beat you. Not Cooper Cup wide open play after play. It just – and then the screen pass. I, I'm convinced that they were – it was third and – what was that, third and ten, I believe? Oh, the dump-off play? The, the dump-off screen pass. High game? They were going to go down – they were settling yeah. for a field goal at that point. Yeah. He picks up like 15 yards. They were 11 of 16 early fourth quarter on third downs or midway through the fourth quarter. <gasps> Lunacy. They could not get off the field. No. Great and, job and, by the Rams' offensive line. But, again, I just uh, just got unleash hell. Just send everybody. And that was uh, – they couldn't run the ball either. It was a great job. No, they couldn't. You know, Akers leaves early with the injury, comes back. Comes back. But it was uh, – uh, but I, if you're San Francisco, you can't abandon the run. And, my God, how about some little, little creativity? Get the ball to Kittle. Find find the way to get the ball to Debo. Come on. They showed no creativity in the entire fourth quarter. And Shanahan got what he deserved. Yep. It was shameful Punting coaching. There. Right. Absolutely. You can't punt. And that's no. after McVay screws it up and says, I'm going to challenge this. You have time to think about it. It's like he's giving you another gift. Go for it. Nope. Never entered my mind. I will say again, the play on second and one and third and short, they were awful. So yep. who knows if they get it or not. But yep. as we come back here with one more hour on a Monday here, it's follow the money. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 